Welcome to Amplify and Align. I am Michalina. And I'm Stacy. Why are we here? To break the rules, to share our wisdom, and to disrupt an industry. We work with coaches, healers, and leaders who are ready to turn their mission into a business that creates impact and freedom. Together, we bring over 20 years of experience to this space. I am the Amplify with proven systems and strategies to help you get your message out to the right audience. And I am the Align with processes and practices to help you through the inner shifts that become your external breakthroughs. We always joke that together we make the perfect coach. Which isn't surprising as we are sisters. So what can you expect from our podcast? The truth about the transformations needed to create your success. Soul-led strategies you can implement. And a sprinkle of astrology and spiritual strategy. And we're going to be pretty honest. We will be breaking down a lot of the truths and busting myths about the coaching industry. We want to invite you into the conversation with us. Are you ready to align your energies and amplify your success? Let's go. Hello there, warrior spirits. We are here for another session, obviously. And today we are going to be talking about something that I perceive is not covered particularly well out there. Only half the story is told. And I think that leaves a lot of people in uh, a bit of a confusion because we're told we have to do this thing, yet no one's actually saying how we do it. And we're talking about leader to client boundaries. Mm. And even just a little bit step further than that, actually um, what I see it as on the other flip side of that is between you and I as client to, you know, client as well as the public to build your perception, to build your brand, to build your authority. There, there's a lack of boundaries and established um, structures around vulnerability. (laughs) So it's like all encompassing in this particular subject. And I'm really glad that in, like this is something that you brought up and you actually brought it up in our community. And I might, if I can, actually bring up some of the conversation and the comments that people have made around the question that you asked after we've gone through this first part. Um, yeah, I think this is a really good discussion to have because it's one that we are told we have to be vulnerable, we're told we have to set boundaries. But again, there is no like this is how you do it. This is where where we land on this. This is how it should be done. So I'm interested. No instruction to hear on it. Your thoughts. Because we we haven't really spoken one to one about this yet. Because I was just like, nope, leave this. Like, let's not talk you about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it on the podcast. Cause you guys want to be here for this conversation. Whether or not we agree, we disagree, like whatever happens in this episode happens. So yeah, this is raw and, and cool. It's an interesting thing because I I see in the coaching and personal development industry that most coaches are throwing around a lot of concepts. They sound great. Do this, do that. You need this, you need that. But there's very few leaders out there teaching how to do the things that these coaches are talking about. And this is something that goes really, really wrong especially as women, where we typically oriented to more emotion, to more feeling and kindness versus being strong and intentional in the boundaries that we create with our clients. And something that I see a lot is leaders trying to be friends with their clients, trying to leave an open door to connect with people at the heart level. We have been taught that it's better to have an open heart and be vulnerable because there's something powerful in that where that's actually an open channel for us to lose a lot of power and to give too much of ourselves so that we lose a lot of energy. Carolyn Meese talks about this and saying that healers and leaders, guides, burn out so quickly because we're trying to be friends with those we are working with. And we cannot in that place step up Mm. and create change. 
And uh, I actually did a coaching uh, coaching certification with Brooke Castillo. And something that she says is don't get in the pool with people. Don't get in the pool. But as soon as we bring those lines down between us, clients, audience, we are getting in the pool with someone and we feel like we need to validate their emotional experience. But it is our duty to step back as change makers and guide our clients from that point. Mm -hmm. And there are varying levels of kindness and sensitivity. And it's been my mission to not act as a friend, even if I am friends with my clients outside of my business. But in those sessions, I don't blur the lines between leader, coach, mentor, and client. And we need to be more, to be stronger in our relationship so we can actually create change. Mm. Interesting. My brain has just ADHD the crap out of this. And when you said don't get in the pool with people, my brain automatically went, well, I live in Tasmania, so I wouldn't be getting in the pool anyway. I'll be getting in a hot tub. And then my brain went, does anyone remember that vine, the two guys sitting in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay? <laughs> you don't know that one. It's like this massive meme that's out of the world from Vine. Um, someone out there listening would know the guys in the hot tub vine. Anyway, so my brain went there. But I like that analogy of um, like we still need to establish a deeper connection with our clients than we do just our audience and that's a given there have been times where even myself as a mentor in my learning journey of helping people previously I have stopped myself from saying certain things or having to reframe things because I didn't want to cause offense or I didn't want to break their little heart or um, I just didn't want to seem offensive. And like that, Stacey is completely gone now. Like <laughs> if you're working with me, you don't get that anymore. And I think that I had been taught a certain way to mentor and support my clients previously. And that was not getting results because it was just keeping them in this comfort zone versus now being able to actually say that idea is terrible. How about we look at it a different way or that's not going to work. And these are the reasons why, and they might be so pumped. And I I had a conversation with you um, a couple of weeks ago where I said to you, I'd made a client really upset and we had to leave the call with her starting the call, like bouncing high, all these ideas. It was crazy. And then by the end of the call, there were tears, emotions, and I had to leave her with that. And I had to, as a mentor, know that that was actually a a good thing as much as it sucks as a human. And I came to you to talk about it and complain about feeling like shit because I'd made this person go from like high to massive deep low. Um, But it was okay for me to express that emotion to you because of our relationship. I could have talked to a coach. I could have talked to a husband, a friend, whatever. As long as I wasn't saying that to the client, I think that was a really important boundary to be honest, to give direction and to leave them with homework to move through the the emotion. I'm not like an emotion coach. I don't work on mindset. I'm not here for the fluff. I'm here for the strategies and systems that are actually going to give you success. So um, I'm not the best when it comes to dealing with emotions either because I don't like emotions. <laughs> um, you, you've you got well, an Aries moon. So yeah, okay, Aries okay. moon is just like, fuck off with that shit. I just want to get out there and lead yeah, and create over it. change. Yeah. I, and I'm so much like that in my personal life too. Like obviously not with my kids. I, I do mentor them more, but if there's a friend in my life who's crying about something, I'm like, can we change it? Cool. Let's organize something. If we can't change it, yes. get the and fuck over it and move on because we can't in control. Yes. <laughs> and so I can be a bit harsh with my mates, but yeah. I've got the two parts of me. So I've got the Aries, Sun, Mercury, Venus. Very, very strong. And like I want to get in there and bring the fire and create change. But then the opposite side of that, I've got my Scorpio moon and my Hades moon with where it's conjunct um, Pluto. 
and I've got my south node there and I've got my Saturn there. Like I can be an emotional fucking mess. So I have been on both sides. And what I noticed is that the more I got into the emotion with people, the more I struggled with being the leader, with carrying my business forward. And when I drop into that space, that same thing happens. Now, one of your clients happens to be one of my clients, Dave. And she came to you and said, I don't know what's wrong with M. She's just off her energy. She's not calling me out of my shit. She's not pulling me through it. And uh, I'm feeling that, which was interesting. But I think one thing that we are taught as a societal thing is that we should be taking responsibility for other people's emotional state, for people's emotional experiences. And, oh, look, there's so much that's flying through my mind with this. It's like where you said offence, judgment, um, emotional reactions, this is all coming up for us in business because mm. this is a part of ourselves that we simply cannot give space for because we cannot be a catalyst for change if we're in that emotional space. And we're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That is where our inner warrior has to come in. We have to learn to step back and go, well, what is the job that I'm pay- being paid to do? Because this is ultimately what yeah. it comes down to in business. What job are we ba- being paid to do. We're not counsellors. We're not psychologists. We're trying to carry people through from where they are now to where they want to be. And for those of you who are more in business mentoring and coaching, it's not your job to get in there and do all the healing with someone. It's actually really decide where we are. Way more dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous. We talk about trauma training, trauma aware, trauma certified. Like if you aren't able to actually help someone from those depths and manage it after that call has happened don't fucking bring it up and and release all this trauma within them and I know Em you've had experiences where you've worked oh, with been there. Yep. coaches who have not had certification to deal with trauma they've brought all of this up they think they're doing a great job because you're crying and it's releasing and then they don't know how to do anything with it so they just leave you with that and go I've done such a good job oh. because I brought it to the surface Oh, yeah. And now I get to take them back and carry them through these processes. I became a fucking mess because I've had uh, healers, practitioners crack open my heart. Again, Scorpio moon here, world shadow in some cases. And I've been left bleeding on the world, not understanding what I need to do with that. And everything in our business collapses. And look, we can talk about masculine and feminine here. We can talk about imposter syndrome. There's so many things that Mm. lead back into this conversation that cause us to stop with a halt in business. And this is where we start to take on responsibility. We're told we should care about people's trauma. We're told that we should support people emotionally. And that's not meaning we have to be insensitive, but the focus is more being kind versus being strong. And we need to make a decision. What is kindness taking your clients to where they need to be? This is not about being insensitive, yeah. but this is about recognising what our role is, what we are capable of, and making sure we stay in alignment with what that person is paying us to do. Mm. Yes. So circling back to... When our client did tell me that, they're like, oh, she's just off her game a bit and I feel like I'm just plodding along and I need someone to whip me a little bit harder. How, I mean, obviously it was a good thing that we both work with this person because I could relay that back to you. How did that feel when you were, that was brought to your awareness? Like, were you a little bit like, oh, no, I'm doing that on purpose or were you like, oh, shit, I didn't realise. Like, what was going through your mind when we talked about that? Well, my initial response to that, as you know, was I got a bit defensive and I tried to justify why I'd lost a bit of power there. Oh, no, she's just going through something more gentle. And I I shouldn't have been doing this for me in that relationship. Now, I can have pretty big emotional cycles. Again, Hades Moon, Scorpio, 
But I had to make a decision about whether I was going to let that lead Mm. in my business. And I think this is where that that, uh, claim that we don't need to be healed to be able to build a business. I hear that all the fucking time. But we need to get ourselves to a point where we're not collapsing into our own emotions and circumstances so we can maintain a strong space for our clients. They're not paying us to be all vulnerable and pouring our heart into the world and sharing our wounds. They're not paying us for us to interrupt people and say, well, I've been through this too and it was really hard. How does that support them? So that was a bit of a shake-up and I went, all right, I need to get the fuck on with who I committed to being in this relationship and that shifted me. So bring back that Aries fire rather letting that emotional current that I was currently moving through get in the way of my business. Mm -hmm. And like this had to happen. And then again, I brought this in, bought the strength and my clients started experiencing the shifts again. So there's so much to talk about. If I'm going to be honest, a lot of people are getting off on the experiences that their clients are having, like, oh, I did this, I did that, look what I did. And, again, that's not sacred leadership. That's not legacy leadership. That's going into a relationship with someone where you're supporting each other. And that's not what we're here to do with our clients. Do you want to go into that a little bit more? Because I think that's something that I probably don't understand a lot. What do you mean by getting off on what's happening there? Well, I think when we're in strong, forceful emotions, we want to be validated in our emotional experiences. I think this is why, and I'm getting quite hard here, I've done a lot of work in emotional patterning and consciousness around emotions and with that Scorpio moon, Hades moon again, uh, this is what I'm designed to do, recognise patterns and get to the root cause of emotions. So I think that we get caught in the traps of ego boosts, of validation for who we are and our skills and experiences and our capacity to create change. So it's not a conscious thing. I'm not saying you're all bad people. But this is something that I call you to ask yourself is that if am I getting off in some way over initiating these emotional experiences for clients? Am I taking responsibility for not only their emotions but also their wins? This is where we blur the lines too much. So I don't mean you're sitting there going, oh, I got this is fun. It's just a very subtle thing that we enter into because we have created an emotional contract with that person that mm. we're going to save them, save your complexes. How many coaches out there, and I've been through this, um, have save your complexes around emotional experiences and emotions? And even good psychologists don't do that. Good counsellors, they step back and are there to guide us through it. So... <laughs> We get into harmful patterns in ourselves and we project that on clients. Again, unknowingly, this doesn't make us bad people. This is just me calling you into more legacy leadership, that recognition of our own patterns and projections because Mm. that's what we do in spiritual business. As soon as we step in and go, I'm going to do this, I commit to this, then your soul is going to guide you and bring up all the shit that you need to work through to be able to move forward in the vision that you've committed to. Very interesting. And so I guess with your experiences with your personal life as well, so I've always kept my personal life at a distance from social media. It's just been... I will share things like tidbits, especially just in stories mainly, but there is a huge chunk of life that I just don't feel is necessary to share with the world. It's no one else's business. I had a client recently 
uh, who I've let go, um, and you know who I'm talking about. Um, yes, I, do. I didn't want to continue working with that person. So it was a very good, honourable separation of services. Uh, and I'm happy that that has happened because, again, we need to set boundaries and be in control of who we allow in our space. And that was not a good energy to be around. So, um, but that person said to me, I was really two-dimensional because I didn't share what was going on in my life. It just so happened like to come about that um, we were talking about a situation and their attitude and the way they were, um, you know, sort of sending really, like I feel and I said inappropriate things to someone in my space because I'm not here to hold your hand through your shit outside of strategies and structures because that's not what I'm being paid to do. And so I just happened to make a comment of like, but you have no idea what's going on in my life because that is not the relationship. And I said to them that, you know, this like these are the things that go on in my life that no one has any clue about. And they said to me, well, you would actually be such a better mentor if you would actually just tell me who the hell you really are and share that stuff with me. And I said, I'm absolutely never, ever going to share that with clients because these are things that are going through in my life. It's got nothing to do with my professional life, the way that I show up on social media. No one needs to know what's going on with the health of my family. Like, I mean, even you had mentioned that you didn't realize, like when I got diagnosed with my nerve disease, you didn't know how bad it was because I wasn't sharing. (laughs) Like I was telling you bits and pieces, but I also didn't want you to know because I didn't want you to feel bad for me. Um, so like, I was just like, I'm dealing with this. I'm going to make it all good. Like I'm going to heal and I'm going to create all this magic. If I'm putting all the negative energy out there, I just felt like that's what I would be sitting in. And I'd be sitting in like, like feeling I need everyone's love and support. And I'm just like, no, no, we're going to fix this. Um, so that was like, really, like, I felt like that was such a shitty thing to say is like, that would make me a better mentor when I actually just don't He needed to be validated. He needed to be validated in his emotional experience because it's if someone's going to ask you to be more emotional, it's because they're they're going through an emotional experience and they're trying to get us to take responsibility for that emotions. I mean, that's just one dimension of it. Yeah. But I just don't think like, and it obviously didn't change my mind because I'm very stubborn. Like. <laughs> even to the point where if I blank my mind up to go do something and then like my husband says, oh, hey, could you do that? I'm like, no. <laughs> even if I was literally up on my feet ready to do the thing. Oh, such a stubborn mule. It is something I need to work on, but it's just my personality. Um, but, but he, like, oh. that, that person wanted to feel better about themselves. And that's why a client would call us into that. Uh, I know I say things on this um, in this space it's like I've been through that I, that's something I am familiar with but I'm not doing it in the middle of my breakdown to project that onto you I am mm. sharing that I've been through that I've processed it and I've gotten to a point where I actually understand the pattern and I know how to bring people through that because of that so clients are going to try and project stuff onto us if, if we've already given if we've already taken responsibility for that then we're going to be really impacted by what they're going through and when we're taking responsibility for that and they're having these breakdowns then we are going to feel really really bad about themselves when we take responsibility for that we open up the gate to give them our power so this is uh, another conversation within this conversation. There are so many energetics around this. And I have come from a space of emotional coaching and transformational coaching. I have recently done another certification in that. Lots of them I have done. And that was when I decided I don't do this shit anymore. How do we yeah, do that, this? My, that was massive. Yeah. yeah. You used yeah. to, like, oh, I used to love, like, oh, that sounds like I get off on it. Maybe I did in a way. But I wasn't coaching. I would have exactly. my my friends and, and people that I was working with come to you and I would watch them, like, find 
the reasons that were holding them back. And like they would experience these massive breakdowns. And I used to say to everyone, if you're going to work with M, just be prepared, bring tissues, you'll be crying within three minutes. (laughs) But like I loved watching that process, that old process that you used to go through with people. Good at because it was intense and terrifying at the same time. And I'm good at it. I, yeah, it's it's it a mastery was, of mine. Absolutely. But when but you I came didn't want to, to me, exactly. When you came to me and you said, like, I'm done with the shadow. I'm done with the, I do not want to fucking take people on this emotional experience anymore. I just want to talk about, you know, these layers and I want to take them through this concept process. And so you developed that, started working with people in that aspect. And you could recognize when clients were like, new ones who had no idea of your previous experience that, you know, you worked with, you could see how they started like feeding into wanting to get into the emotions and you were just like boundaries. That's not what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's such I think a huge one, shift. One difference was with me was that I never took responsibility for what happened after those sessions. So I'm like, if you need additional support, Go to an experienced trauma expert. Go to counsellors. It's your responsibility to take the healing from there. And even though I'm designed to do these things, I've got psychology as a suggestion when you look at uh, job considerations throughout my chart. I've got psychology implanted all through it. And while I understand relational patterns, it's just not where I want to be. It's Mm -hmm. too heavy. It was dragging my energy down. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, a lot, I I just didn't want to be there and it's, I'm not dragging me down from the boundaries thing. It was more that this was heavy for me. Oh, for sure. Having to deal with people's stuff every day, no matter what boundaries you put in place, if you are working with people and they're telling you all this trauma every day and for people that are on a cycle where they actually enjoy the trauma that they're in which is a lot of the clients that you worked with before who actually refused victim olympics my my husband calls them victim olympics (laughs) i just could not and it is just more because i am a little bit of a hard nut to crack but i'm like i don't want to take your shit on anymore like i just want to like oh i just couldn't deal with people that are that emotional and and happy to sit in shit and not want to move forward. That's not who I work with. Um, yeah, I so I get it because it's like having a friend. Like, you know, those friends that you have that they always just seem to be. They're just poor on drama. you. Poor. Drama. Yeah. Mm. And it's always like every time you're around, it's like drama, 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 drama constantly. And so you just feel like sometimes not answering the phone or just saying that you're busy because you just can't deal with when your life is happy and everything's calm, but there's this one energy around you that sucks everything out. You just kind of want to put that distance in place. And actually, I'm really glad that you did that from a mentoring perspective because I could see how freaking taxing it is. And like your joy was completely sucked out of life because like you just have to sit in the shit all day, every day. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. When I entered my first business, I was really in my Aries fire, which is my my sun sign. My core energy is that Aries, and I was on fire. I lit people up. I burned shit away. It was a different energy than when I dropped into my Scorpio moon cycle and I started drawing from my emotional energy. And this is where I burnt out. Like we're going to be doing all this in the alignment code for those of you who are coming that shifting from our emotional energy where we're getting emotionally invested in people to switching to that inner fire where we're leading people. And um, people sense that I'm really good at this. So sometimes when I take clients on, they start pouring onto me. And my response to that is, I think you really need a mentor or a Mm. coach to help you through this because I'm just not willing to do it anymore. It's Mm. so like, oh, I don't know, this is probably completely out of line to say, but this is what's coming up. There are so many people that call themselves coaches and mentors that are not trained enough to do oh, what yeah. they're telling the world that they do. Um, if you're working with any yes. type of emotion, like you need to be like, okay, you can do certain things and you can take them through a process, but you need to be 
the authority and set that boundary of like, this is the work that we're doing, but you also need professional Mm -hmm. additional help if this is something that you're experiencing. And I've had one client who wouldn't even take anyone on who was on any sort of mood medications at all. And like, that's fantastic. I loved that because her theory behind it was like, like I'm not a professional. So if they're already like seeking professional help to elevate their mood or to handle depression or bipolar or whatever it is, then they are not suitable for the work that I want to do. Um, and she did a lot of dark shadow demon work, like working with demon spirit energy. And it was fascinating and it got really cool results, but I could see from her perspective why. And a lot of people got crabby because there's a lot of people on medication for those sorts of things. And for her, it was just like, they're not in a place. Exactly. And she was like, they're not in a place to hold that energy. Yeah. If you've got inner demons, as a lot of us do, I just own that we have things we need to work through and we have got inner demons. You do demonic work with people and all that shit comes up and it destroys them. I have seen women go through this where they've stepped into shadow work with untrained coaches or coaches who've done a six-week course and they're like I'm now a shadow worker uh, where they have bought up all that crap and as we said all the shit just starts pouring out but I think this is where a lot of coaching programs themselves and certifications are really fucking irresponsible because again they're teaching these concepts yeah. they're not giving any form of structure containers need to be created to hold these energies that are coming up. You need to be strong enough to hold that container in place when your clients are dropping into all this emotional stuff. The problem is coaches aren't taught how to create those containers. They're not taught how to create those boundaries and they're not taught what to do when clients are having breakdowns. And I've actually said to some of my clients, would you be willing, if someone has a breakdown with you, are you ready and willing to hold that energy because if you're drawing that out of them it is your responsibility and Mm. I work we we work with a lot of sensitives a lot of spiritual people and there's just no comprehension of what they're being asked to hold and Mm -hmm. what they're going to have to hold and this is where Mm. the problems happen yeah you and I have very different opinions around shadow and trauma work as well Obviously, I don't do you, it anymore. You experienced it. <laughs> and I'm so glad because we argued about this so fucking much when you were going through that Scorpio emotional yes, I got process. off. I got off on the emotions. I got off on it to a level. I'm not saying this is conscious, I, but I got uh, off on it. it. It irritates me because, like, I'm in the camp. I'm sorry. Oh. You didn't mean I irritate you or you did back oh I did back then. <laughs> oh shit. Oh yeah, you gave me the absolute effing shits. But like holding space for you as a sister, I love you anyway. Uh, but I don't believe, and this is like so controversial, and a lot of my clients do this, the healing and that sort of work, but I don't believe you need to do all of that stuff to be a successful person. I don't anymore either. I do not oh, really? believe in it. Oh, that work that's completely down. polar to what you used to believe oh, in. Completely transformed. Having been there and realizing I was just getting stuck. All client, all coaches, these uh, coaches yeah. knew how to do was get me down in it and just circulating all of these shadows. It creates conflict in your relationships. You burn out emotionally and yeah, emotional burnout versus physical burnout is something that we should talk about one day. Uh, but just get in there and excavate, excavate. Mm. And I think we are led into that as coaches and healers ourselves. It's like, well, you need to get in there and you need to heal this and you need to heal this. But if we're getting drawn out into the shadow, our life becomes a fucking reflection of that. Conflict, drama, all these negative Mm -hmm. experiences. Do you think we can attract clients in that space? And I met a coach. This is one of the, the coaching certifications, the last ones that I did. And I hired her for something that I thought I didn't need back then. And she took me out of that space without the dark night of the soul. It was a beautiful, uplifting, empowering process where I got to shift those limitations and even the emotions without those big, explosive, pouring my heart onto the world 
experiences. I'm glad I went through all this because I can stand mm. here now and say this. And I did about two years of shadow work, about 10 years of shadow work, I should say, in about two years. So, but I'm built to cope with that at the same it time was in a way. Massive to witness. So I can only imagine what it was like to go through. But like, don't get me wrong. I believe that there are limitations and like, Yes, mindset work that needs to shift to move forward through different processes and stages of business. And sometimes those can be reflected from stuff that's happened as a kid, like all of that. Don't get me wrong, but you do not need to go up in spiritual business to that. In my opinion, I I don't. Yeah, it's just, I I don't want to offend anyone who does that type of work because like, I honestly, it's just a personal belief that, Um, and I like, there's something that I posted on Instagram probably like eight years ago when you were going through all this shit. And I was listening to this story that you were perpetuating and all this trauma and shadow work and going around and around. Oh my God. Mm. And you were just like, I'm just trying to, and you kept saying things like, I just trying to find myself. I'm just trying to find how this all fits together. I'm trying to find this. And I posted something that, um, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was just like, you know, there is no reason to find yourself we are the creators of of our current situation our life and our future and we need to create ourselves and I don't feel like reflecting on all of that stuff gives you the power to create where you want to go because you're just sitting back in the shit yeah yeah I think that I I disagree with you a little on there is that I think that a lot of us do need to find ourselves because we've built up all this conditioning and trying to impress people and trying to fit in and belong. I think a lot of us lose ourselves on this journey and we do go on uh, a path when we start spiritual business where we're called to actually reveal that part of ourselves, which we've hidden, which we've mm. packed away, which we've yeah, suppressed which and repressed. I disagree so- with because we make a decision to be who the fuck we want to be and make that shift and decide how we want to show up in the world, where we want to like even just to how we look, how we communicate with our audience or our clients, like we create that. We're an absolute control in business. Of all of that. Yes, in business. No, yes. in personal life. In personal life. You, like but I see you completely disagree. You've always, you've always been in your heart, in the seat of your soul, and just expressing who you are. Whereas I think a lot of people don't have that experience. So I'll disagree no, with you. Okay, I, I disagree that with one. that. There, there have been moments in my life where I've taken and steps back, and I have not been in full expression of who I am. That is just life. Like that just happens, and there are external influences that change the way that you show up. And but then there has to be a point where you don't go and flitter and flutter around. It's like no, no, I'm going to make a decision. Like in this moment now, these are the circumstances that I'm in. I can control this and so this is what I am moving forward to. And those people who try to find themselves are still making that decision, but we they're, giving, they're giving the control away and that's where we're going to talk about that for ages and disagree. But I'm, I'm yeah. very passionate about this. <laughs> now, again, Carolyn Meese, I refer to her a lot because I think she's a sage in all things energy and emotion. She talks about how you can't go backwards to go forwards. And I think this is where we make a mistake is that, a lot of us are going backwards to try and find ourselves where the only way we can really reveal ourselves and pull out our magic, this is what has to happen. We need to pull out our magic as we move forward. We do not need to go in the past and think about what our mother said to us and how broken we are and all of that stuff. Now, I just as a disclaimer, I've been there. I'm not saying this from judgment. I'm saying this from the experiences. I went backwards over and over and fucking over. And I oh, just, yeah. I lost so much power that I couldn't actually move forward. So I, I think that a lot of us are going in that back direction, trying to create ourselves. So I, I do believe that we need to reveal who we truly are but it's not through digging down and excavating all of that Mm. darkness. Something else that I have recently read and I fucking celebrated this being on the other side of all this shadow work. Yes. Esoteric astrology, esoteric astrology teachings that said, if you focus on the positive aspects of self, the negative ones disappear. And I just, I love okay. that because this is what I yeah. started to do. This is what I started to do. This is what created the change. I stopped going in to heal parts of myself to try and find out who I was in business. I started 
shifting those those shadows into the light version. This is where astrology has come in for me because I saw those limiting patterns and I saw, oh, this is actually a possibility. This is a potential. This isn't me as such. This I'm expressing that, but there is purpose in that. I don't need to own that anymore. I don't need to identify with that anymore. And shifting into, well, what is the positive expression? What is the conscious expression of this pattern? And astrology showed me that. And that was where I started to look forward. This is a purpose in evolutionary astrology. We stop focusing on all of those energetic blocks and emotional blocks. We go, all right, what does that need to become? And again, this is part of the alignment code work that we're doing. Not going into emotional shit, just showing you what's possible through your blueprint. Mm -hmm. And this is where the shift came with me. Too many coaches are helping their clients identify with the shadow with the negative emotions. And this is certainly what happened to me. I am this, I am sad, I am broken. And this, the shift is moving forwards away from that rather than keeping on going with, I am this, I am that, I can't go forward because of this. We have to get out of that space of identifying with that shadow. This is where the change happens. And this is what blocks our ability to be ourselves, to know ourselves. Yeah. I And again, it's my stubborn nature. I just look at trauma and shadow work and I just think, can we change what's happened in the past? Shit, no. Can no. we learn from it and evolve in a good way? Hell yeah. The waste of power. Going just, backwards is a waste yeah. of power. Too many people it. are leaking power everywhere and coaches are supporting that. But coaches mm. don't know. They haven't been taught. There's, again, there's so many bad coaching certifications out there where they're taught to go into the stuff, but they're yeah. not taught how to bring that power back to their client center to be able to move them forward. And oh, this is what Brooke yeah. Castillo talked about getting in the pool about. The, the work that we do is not to scatter people's power and send them backwards, but to take them forwards. And even as healers, even as uh, trauma mentors, if you want to get into that, it is still your job to take them forwards, not backwards, because you yeah. can't get your clients anywhere by taking them backwards. Mm, I see. It's such an interesting conversation and I know, a lot of people are going to <laughs> be fired up about this subject because it is such a touchy thing. But honestly, like I'm like no more evolved than anyone else. I just like I think back to when we had long discussions and when you were going through a lot of your trauma stuff and you kept saying like you were searching for relationships that were maternal because that's something you didn't get as a child. You didn't oh, have that so maternal figure. Oh my God, you like, can, and you latched onto the titty of this person who, thank God, is not in your life anymore. But it was, and she witnessed that and took your vulnerability to the extreme. Oh yeah. She loves it's, codependent people and loved I, I and still does. Codependence. Still yeah. Does, still and does. I just, oh, I look at her and it's just gross. Anyway, but I remember having a conversation with you about this. And yes, we've had like mother stuff come up, and I've not had any professional help over this at all but I got to a point where I looked at our mother and I just thought let me put myself in her shoes for a moment mm -hmm. and reflect on how she parented us and her situation I'm like she was young she finally had freedom away from a situation that wasn't great for her and the like I didn't hold her responsible for being a maternal figure in my life because that's not who she is as a human. I love and respect her for the way she parented us. And at that time you were just like, that is such bullshit. She should have been this. She should have been that. She should have hugged us and told us we're beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And like that was a process you were going on. And I just felt like I completely stepped back and I'm just like, but that's not my job to change who this human is. She showed up a certain way mm -hmm. to give us the energy we needed to be the next generation. And so, yes, there are things that she didn't do or did do that I'm just like, 
yeah, I'm going to do a little differently because probably wasn't like my style of parenting. And I like, I just remember we had like this massive intense conversations around our mum because you just wanted someone so maternal. And I wanted loving. to blame. And, I wanted to blame. And, yeah. and like, I'm just like, dude, this person, like, and don't get me wrong, like mum and I have had some, like, I remember there was a point where it was like 18 months that we didn't even talk because I was going through like some shit with her and she wouldn't listen. And I'm just like, eh, don't need the energy in my life. Like come back to me when Mine you're Mine was ready. three years. Mine was three years <laughs> not talking. I think everyone yeah. has these moments with their parents. But even like I know we had a rocky upbringing with our dad as well. And I don't know what it was. I got to college and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to find him. I want to know his version of things for starters. But I also don't hold him responsible for all of that because I was aware at that age, like how old was I not year 11? I have no idea. 16. Um, I was always a year behind everyone in age because of Tasmanian schools. Um, But I remember just going, yeah, just I don't hold him responsible. So I just want to get to know who this guy is as he is now and see where he's at. And if he's still a dick, then he's still a dick and I don't want anything to do with him. But I gave myself the opportunity to seek him out. I did end up finding him. We sat down, most awkward fucking conversation ever, being this, you know, punky little kid trying to talk to this man who I had no idea who he was, what his life was like. Like it was uncomfortable. But to hear his side of events was powerful and to give him the opportunity to be part of my life was amazing and I'm very grateful for that. But if I had have been like, oh, trauma, like, oh, this is what's happened, I would never have been able to look at the situation in that way because I would have been stuck back to all the shit that happened previously versus like he's now grown up and he's in a different situation. How can we move forward from this? And like, oh, it's great. Like, I'm so grateful that I did get to that point. At that point in my life, I didn't live with my mum. I was independent living. Um, My housemate was the one that helped me find him. I thank Chris every moment of every day. He has no idea how much of an influence he's had on my life, but I'm very grateful for his time in my life. Um, And like, oh, geez, like it's just so cool to think, I kind of have always been that person where I don't want to look. I don't want to know about, like, yeah, I kind of want your opinion on what happened, but I don't want to sit in that. I just want to move forward. And I guess that's my life. Sitting in it. And there was a powerful quote that really shifted my perspective on this. This was actually a bit of a change point. It's amazing how words can impact us. Is that my father was an alcoholic, so I am an alcoholic. And the other brother says, I'm not an alcoholic because my father was an alcoholic. And this is where I made the decision to start to let go. I liberated myself from the blame and the <laughs> attachment. It's, and uh, yeah, relationships will change. Do you, you know what we went through when I started to break that codependence and that person who loved the codependence didn't like that very much at all. Oh, and our relationship, yeah. it just, it got toxic. Um, in a way, I was chased around. And in the place that I was, it's constantly blocked from really stepping up into that space of truth. And I knew I needed to get away. And, uh, yeah, it's I had a shamanic journey once with this person where I, I stepped in and said to her in my mind's eye, I'm taking my power back. And I actually started pulling what looked like fish hooks out of my belly around my solar plexus, my power center. Like visually you could see it and feel it. Yeah. Like in that shamanic journey, I I couldn't feel it. Like I could feel where those hooks were and the release of them. I couldn't feel the pain of that. I don't do anything like that. I don't even like sound journeys. Well, see, so I, for that, for that, I went on a, I did a shamanic apprenticeship, a 12-month shamanic apprenticeship once, and uh, that taught me to actually do these visualisations and things. And then it was that coach I was talking about who, who took me out of the space without all that emotional trauma shit. Where, yeah, like standing in front of that person and saying, I'm taking my power back was the first step. But... Mm-hmm getting that visual of pulling those 
hooked out of my belly, again, my solar plexus, my power center, was a shift. Because no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't really let go. And it's because of those energetic threats. This is that quantum quantum Mm. entanglement concept where we need to commit to letting go in whatever way we do it, but it needs to be empowering. Otherwise, we stay connected. And it wasn't until that moment that I was empowered to release that and then the hooks came out. But also also this is a person who was professionally mentoring you and this is someone Mm -hmm. who should not be doing any type of mentoring in the emotional space and they still are to this day. And I witness time and time again, I actually tell people now, don't actually go anywhere near this person. It's toxic because of that relationship. They keep building and they still are to this day building. This she toxicity. gets off on it. And that's what oh, I was talking sure. about earlier. She gets off yeah. on it because there's some unhealed part of her. And mm. I see people start to become diminished working with this person. <laughs> They step it's, in and they're really powerful and excited. But they I see feel them start to they shrink. They feel nurtured and held. Yes. And yes. they the hooks and go in. Yeah. And they feel the like hooks go in. We open. Fucking good. But yeah. it's not, it's horrible. We and open so, and let those in. Yeah. yeah. So we need mm. to make sure as mentors that we're obviously not doing that. And that's why it's important, even as a coach or mentor, you have your own coach or mentor to help you <laughs> identify and work through these things. But like also being able as a client to become so aware of people's intentions and how they're actually dealing with you, whether or you feel it's good and warm and fuzzy, but actually reflect on it externally and go, why is it feeling so good? Is this actually something, good for me? Something mm. I really need to say about this is that getting on social media and crying and well, this is this is the next attracts point. A sort of person yeah attracts mm-hmm. a sort of person a person who wants to cry and, and be vulnerable on you yeah you know, just remember who we are being who we are projecting is what our clients see and this is where we need to ask ourselves do I like who I'm being in my business right now because what you're putting out there is what you're attracting and if we're mm-hmm. already vulnerable we can't hold other people's shit Yes. And this is where I ask the question, like, would you hire yeah, someone? Absolutely. This is yeah. pouring. We've, we've circled and around a lot of shit today. We have. But honestly. So I've been vulnerable. Is, I've been vulnerable today. From. Yeah, I've been vulnerable oh, today. I've shared my stuff. But, but, here's the but. I've processed yeah. this. I'm on the other side. I can speak from wisdom because I've recognized my negative patterns and I've taken action to resolve them. I'm not here crying. Oh, poor me. My mother did this to me and my father did this to me. And I don't put that shit on social media. I had a very wise coach on a post say that share once you've processed it, not in the in motion with processing it. And you're going to attract clients who come into your space and go, I am ready to move on from this rather than I want to pour all over you because you're broken and your brokenness is attracting my brokenness. Mm-hmm. Look, this yeah. is a very controversial conversation, but it's one that the legacy needed leaders need to have. Absolutely. And so, us. and this is the reason why we're talking about this today, because mm-hmm. you witnessed someone who like has a really good following is in a life coaching kind of niche, having just, I mean, Breakdown. I, I honestly, I just, anyone who films themselves crying or whatever, I'm just like, dude, like keep that to yourself. Don't said on social media. Actually put the camera up. Uh, she actually she, put the camera up in front of her to have that breakdown. And this is a massive fucking problem. Film it and then posted it. And like, I know we've had discussions before where we've witnessed people who are in this space who are friends of ours. And we've had those conversations like, did you see what such and such posted? This ain't a good thing for her brand and f- because it shows a, a lack of, um, I guess, not professionalism, but the ability to deal with their own shit that's going on. It projects insecurity in the way that people will connect with them. There's a whole, like, massive list of reasons why we don't personally, as people who help with branding, messaging, mission, and, and of course me with social media, why I don't agree with sharing those vulnerabilities in the raw form 
because it actually doesn't create positive connection. And some people see that and it can build trust at a certain level. Um, and, and this, again, it's a very deep topic of discussion. And I just don't feel from the strategy point of view that sharing it in its raw form is doing you or your potential clients and your audience any good. And in fact, you are showing. Yeah, it's going to turn people away. And I've decided not to work with people in the past because they've shared all this stuff going on in their life or they haven't got their shit together. And I'm just like, why would I work with this person? If you're on your stories every day saying how crap your life is or how you haven't got your finances and this has happened and like all this stuff, I'm like, no, no, I don't want to work with someone who can't hold that space for themselves, let alone. But also the important thing is they haven't got the ability to hold what you're teaching them and actually take them forward. So that's another element of it is is that client Mm. in a space where they can hold what you're teaching them, where they can hold the energy of their business at a higher level. And some people aren't ready. And I believe in readiness. I absolutely do. There is no such thing as everyone's ready. But our role in our lives and our clients' lives is to do the work to be ready. Yeah. If honestly get yourself at a point. Yeah. And I see it as like, you can go through all of that stuff and share in a way that is empowering once you've processed. And that's why I say in raw form, because some of like the content prompts that I give clients when we're talking about building connective tissue is that state of empathy per situation. And it's because we've been there and we've worked through it. And this is the point we're at now. We need to be an expression of the transformation we're selling And if we're still sitting in that transformation, no one will work with us because we haven't gone to the other side of that yet. Um, And that I think is really important to talk about. So much to talk about. But I mean, I'm just, I've got my iPad up because I wanted to go through some of this. How the fuck can you take someone through a process if you're still in it? Like just being taught the process isn't enough. And this you is, don't understand the transformational process if you haven't exactly. been through it. You need to be working, in most cases, this is not like 100% obviously, just as a disclaimer, we generally want to work with people that are those three steps behind as an analogy because we can identify and witness we've been there. So if you're trying to work with people who are in their current state or even beyond that from whatever transformation you offer perspective, but also knowing that you shouldn't let your current situation hold you back in some instances as well. And I talked about this in my confidence masterclass where it's all just a perception of where you're at. And I've had a client say to me before that she didn't want to, like she really wanted to work with these uh, amazing women, seven figure earners, like this powerful stuff that they had going on, but she wasn't making seven figures. So she felt like she couldn't work with them. And I was like, but n- you don't teach people how to make seven figures. You're teaching like a cashic yes. mindset empowerment stuff that they freaking need at that level. And you're so far beyond them from that point of view. The money doesn't matter because you're not teaching them how to make more exactly. money. Yes. Um, yes. So that's important to just note there as well. So it's not just about your emotional state. It's all the other bits that influence your perceived authority. Um, But you posted in our community group that it is a controversial conversation and you asked, does witnessing a coach, healer or leader having emotional breakdowns or pouring out their insecurities on social media inspire you to work with them? Would you feel confident about their ability to hold the energy of your vision and vulnerabilities? And if it's a yes, what encourages you to invest with them? And we have 46 comments on there. So there's like a fair chunk of conversation going on. Um, But I just wanted to read through some of these because I feel that it's very important. And like, we obviously know we've built good connections with these women who are part of this community. And we even said, you know, those that uh, acknowledge that they probably would work with these people um, aren't the sort of, (laughs) <laughs> but they're not, they're, that's exactly the reason why you shouldn't work with them. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, we've had, no, it never has. I want to hear about their emotional breakdowns and insecurities after they've moved through them and reclaimed their power. Yeah, Bam, such a, mm. such a good comment. Uh, uh, another one said, for me, I feel it's inspirational if 
It's after the fact and explaining what they went through and the process. And the key is then to explain how they held it for them for themselves, um, which is another really good one. Um, Like, I don't know if people are overly emotional and like sitting in their shit every day and it's just like not positive to have them in my feed, I unfollow them. So that was probably just my comment. Someone just said, not at all. (laughs) Very succinct (laughs) and to the point. Um, Another said it would make me hesitant to work with them if it was on social media. But if it's happening in a session with me or one-on-one, I'm okay with it. Whereas for me, I think even more so that is. That's worse. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. That is no, worse. That absolutely is- no shade to this person in our community. But I just think if I'm paying someone for time with them to help me and they're having a breakdown on the clock, I'm just like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> That's just a personal thing, though, I suppose. We're not um, there for us. We're there for them. This is the point I made earlier is getting off on what you bring to a session. Like we're yeah. not there. They're not there uh, to counsel and support us. Yeah. I, I used to think it was inspirational and love the new movement of authenticity, but it's overdone now. It feels old and icky. And, yes, it was a massive trend because someone got the idea that we need to be vulnerable to build trust and connections with our audience. It comes back. That comes back to a certain person who had a TED Talk and said vulnerability is the most beautiful thing ever. I didn't clarify that that is an intimate experience and it should be with your loved ones not with the random people you can't see and are energetically connected to on social media. Yeah. And so, like I said, yeah. I agree with vulnerability being powerful in content, but not in raw form. Again, just clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, I don't like seeing crying and stuff. Me either. Hate. <laughs> um, and it makes me uncomfortable. So I'm not a fan. And yeah, unfollow. Um I have compassion and empathize with those that share, but crying videos filmed and put on social media wouldn't make me book with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, good comments. So, I mean, they go on and on and on like there's heaps. Um, someone said negative. A coach can share their stories and experience with me to demonstrate how they move through them and handled them. But if the coach is out there mid-breakdown, it kind of makes me think they don't have the regulation tools that I need to work with them. So, yeah, like I, I won't go through it anymore, but I just Pretty definitive. To yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, oh, pretty clear. For sure. And Contentious. if you're listening or you're watching and you're not part of the group and you want to jump in on this conversation, it's on the feed. Go join. The links are all connected with wherever this is posted. But I think this is a really good conversation to bring to everyone's awareness that vulnerability and empathy to situations and scenarios are really good at building your authority because you've claimed the space to move through it. If you are showing up and you're trying to build vulnerability from ego, i.e. setting up a camera to film yourself crying and post on social media, then that is a toxic, it's a manipulation of your audience to, yes, I I don't know how to say it. If you're watching this, well, you can see I, my face going, yeah, how do I say the I, right words yeah. without being offensive? I just feel like it's very toxic and it is a manipulation tool to build ego-based trust with your audience from a space that's not foundational. So it's going to collapse under you if you are using this technique, for sure. You're Traumatic emotions are not a good marketing tool. And lots of people have been taught that they should use their vulnerability as a marketing tool. But the question I want you to ask yourself is thinking about contemplating how you show up and asking yourself, is this who I want to be? Is this how I want to lead? Is this the legacy that I want to leave on the world? Because ultimately that's what it comes down to. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to think about anything we've talked about today. But if you want to be a legacy leader, you do need to reflect on whether you're being a legacy leader and acknowledge that choice is one of the most powerful skills. It is. It can be a skill that we use in our movement forward. We can choose what we put out there. We can choose how we deal with the emotions. We can choose how we respond to not only the things in our life, 
but also what's happening out there. Get in your consciousness. When you see others marketing themselves the way they do and think, is this how I want to be showing up? Because there's so little self-awareness out there. And uh, that's impacting your business in a very big way. For sure. And this is something I spoke about recently on social media is that are you actually showing up as the product of your own work? Are you showing up as a reflection of your transformation? Are you embodying what it means to work with you? And that is such a huge shift and the conversations I've had from posting that and people actually going back through and auditing their content and going, actually, oh, my fucking God, I'm not even sharing what life is like on the other side of this. I keep just using pain points and like talking about the like the shit versus actually being a reflection of being through it and done it. And it's oh, massive. Sure. And it's, you cannot be yeah. you, you cannot be authentic if you're showing up in the emotions you don't want to feel. You don't want mm. to have. You cannot be authentic when you're focusing on who you don't want to be. But even on the so, other side of the, the emotions, it's like if you want to help people, oh, God, like I know we don't talk to many people that do this sort of marketing, but like six-figure coaches and five-figure months and all of that sort of stuff, and that's your focus and your intent on building that, then what does life and business look like on the other side of building a 10K a month business? Are you in living expression of that? Mm-hmm. In most cases, not. Um, and it doesn't mean like having fancy handbags or a fancy car or whatever. Like that's not it. But like, what does that give you? What you're selling? What does that give you? And it's the same for the emotional mindset work, the goal setting, those that work with shadows and and helping uplift people. If you've already worked through that, you need to be a living expression of that for your clients because that will excite them to work with you. It's not going to excite them to work with you if you're in the shit in front of them. Mission-driven women is open to discuss this and even yell at us if you don't agree with anything we say. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, we'll leave that with you there. We'll see you on the next one.